Hey everyone, before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to let you know that this is the official trigger warning for the episode. Uh, in case you missed it from the title, we will be reacting and sharing our uh, honest thoughts about um, everything that's happened in Asian America, uh, but specifically about um, what happened in Atlanta uh, in March 2021. I wanted to provide this so that if you are not in a place to enter into this conversation, uh, to go back to that space, um, then feel free to skip this or to save this episode um, for when you are ready to have the conversation. I think that what we say is incredibly important, um, especially if you are an Asian American, if you are an adoptee, uh, if you are friends with an Asian American or an Asian adoptee, um, then this is a really, really, really important episode to listen to, and it felt like something that we couldn't stay silent about. However, um, you know, it is a week on from the events, and that already feels like a lifetime ago, and if you have... Um, needed a break from hearing about that all of that that transpired uh then we certainly understand and will not hold it against you with that being said um any information all of the resources that we talked about anything that you could hope uh to find out more about anything that we talked about in the episode it is in our show notes so please take a moment and look at those whether you're on spotify or apple podcasts or whatever uh, our show notes have lots of information there so we just wanted to let you know that's what we're talking about. Uh, this is a really hard, raw, honest conversation. Not at all what our normal John Chi show is like, but um, like I said, we felt like this was important to share, and really we wanted to give space for each other to process and, and to model what processing looks like, to model what holding space for each other looks like. Um, so all that being said, here is our show. Welcome back to the John Chi Show. This is not your average John Chi Show uh, because current events don't allow it to be the average John Chi Show. Uh, so for our listeners, John Chi means celebration or feast um, in Korean or in English from Korean, sorry. Uh, but that is, um, well, we're certainly celebrating our identities, but there's a lot of weight uh, that comes with uh, who we are and where we are right now. So this is not your typical show. Um, so if you're jumping in, maybe pause and go back to a different episode to get a, a normal flavor of what our show is, except for episode 27, because that one also is not an average show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, every other show <laughs> is, is what it is. So yeah, we're not going to uh, have yeah. a guest today. We're just going to talk about some current events. We're uh, not going to have a food today. Not going to have a food. We did talk, uh, I mean, this episode will air next week on Wednesday. So, um, it will be four or five days since being recorded so there a lot of things could happen in this time but but yeah we just wanted to get out the information and what's on our chest now during the week that things are happening and just to check in on each other that's what we're about we're we're kind of like a little john chi family i feel i mean that's how i always relate it and so checking in on each other here this is the john chi show holding space for the hosts um because for as branded as our show is and and for us being you know the the fun and light and also serious you know space that we want this to be uh this is one of those times where we have to break the format um because i think the situation calls for it and i think that um just the heart of the show is modeling and um i think one of the hardest things for us for me anyways is like how do i how do i give myself space how do i hold space um for adoptees like what are 
what are things that I wish people would say to me or do for me, you know, that helps us process this. Um, so I think that that's what this show is about. So it's not your average John Chi. It's more just the show. Appreciate that you guys did a, a live Instagram yesterday uh, for any of those who caught that. There was a short, uh, um, like 35 Well, it's about so. as long as a solo show <laughs> <Yeah>. is. So <laughs> you guys talked about it. It was, it was a little good. bit longer than I thought it would. We, we, had, we had words. I have a lot to say. Yeah, you can yeah. go watch it on our, on our page. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was good that you guys got that, uh, that availability to do that. So how, how, I mean, Patrick, since you kind of initiated that, that Instagram, how are you feeling since then? Did that help, I guess? too i think yeah i think it does i think it did help i think honestly all of these group settings that i find myself in are very cathartic for me because i find and i'm i'm about to say this and it's kind of a quote but i don't rem oh i know who it was it, it, it is uh the endless um hannah from the endless wanderer account on instagram hannah johns <laughs> sorry i was like blanket on your name hannah that's my bad um but she said, I find I heal best in community. Um, I think it was on a live or maybe it was on a story. I'm not sure. But um, it just really resonated with me. And, you know, I was telling people before this week, I had two things planned. I was doing the Adoptee Bridge panel last night and then I was doing this. Uh, well, the original version of what this was supposed to be interview was supposed to be today. And. Tuesday night at 10.30, suddenly I had 100 things on the calendar. I've not went to sleep until 2, 3 o'clock each night because I'm either in a, I'm in a, in a clubhouse room or I'm talking or sitting with somebody or I'm, I'm checking some news out or I'm doing something else. Um, you know, I scheduled impromptu room on Wednesday because Wednesday was, for me personally and for a lot of people, but for me personally, it was really tough. I was struggling. I was, I cried on the way to work. I cried when I was at work. And that's another thing. Like, so this is even before Thursday. So I am doing better, Nathan. I won't get into all that. Um, but that's where that anger comes from is, you know, I really feel, I really feel unacknowledged and unseen right now uh, by my, by the people that I feel like I should be seen by, um, you know, and it's really I feel really great uh, that I am finding community with other Korean people, not not adopted or not, other Asian people, just finding community with other people that look like me and people that don't look like me but are also part of this community. Um, and that's really great. It's it, That helps a lot because right now I feel like I, like, I don't know. I just, it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm doing better, but I'm also not doing better at all. Sorry, I'm not trying to make this like a the most downer for you, Nathan. I was just no, like, this is no, no. this is what I haven't it is, like man. talked about it like this with y'all. You know, I've been talking about it with other people and in Clubhouse or when I'm moderating or leading a, a, a discussion. You know, I'm gonna be fired up, but I also want to temper and and sh you know hold space for other people and and be able to share and. I haven't really let loose out on like this and I'm not really trying to necessarily, but when you asked me the question, I was like, all right, you're not going to say any of this. And then I said half or most of what I was said, I wasn't going to say. So yeah, I don't know. I, but I, this is like a, it's a processing moment for me and I really appreciate you guys just even sitting here and listening to me just talk. So 
that helps a lot too. And for those who who are listening to this, maybe even three months down the road, six months down the road, or um, and I aren't really sure what we're talking about. Uh, there was a shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, and so it's a another example of how we've had a lot of anti-Asian hate happening in this country. Uh, we talked about it on episode 27, where we discussed a little bit of where we were at at that moment, and that was, I want to say, what, three weeks ago, and we're, we're still here, and maybe even worse off than we were at that point, but we're more enlightened, we're more involved, and we have a lot more to say, so um, that's why we decided to do another episode about this, and uh, thank you for everyone for, for tuning in. What about you, KJ? Um, I think I'm the opposite of Patrick. I, um, when I saw the headline about the shooting in Atlanta, I was like, oh man, that sucks. And then I think I had to stay up all night to edit the John G show. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I was busy laughing at our previous episode. Uh, so I did not know what was happening, uh, or didn't, I guess, have space to process. And then, um, Patrick texted us or some, I don't know, said said something somewhere to the internet and was just like, this is how I'm feeling. And I was like, damn. Uh, and then one of my friends messaged me the next day on Wednesday and was like, Hey, how are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm mostly just pissed off because I have to do this, this all day staff retreat of fun, uh, basically. Um, and being the only person of color on staff, nobody knew what was going on. Um, you know, I just saw that Biden had ordered that the, the flag be flown half mast for, you know, until what the 22nd of March. Four days, I think. Uh huh. And, um, like I know that going into Sunday, I'm sure people are going to walk in and see this, the flag at half mast and I'm just gonna have to be up there leading worship. Like everything is fine. Um, and it's not fine because I will be the only Asian in that service. Um, uh, probably in both services I will be, you know, it's just like, um, yeah, so I, you know, I have been incredibly angry. I have not been as emotionally affected by this as, um, I have been other things, which I count, uh, as a blessing because I think a lot of people in our community have been really emotionally affected by this. And so, um, I get to spend, I have the privilege of spending my energy checking in with people and not like having to, to process and deal with this as much personally. But yeah, I don't know. I, but so I'm, I'm really angry and now, um, I'm, past the anger and back into sadness with a lot of anger still. <laughs> um, but like sadness is the, is the growing emotion in me. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's because of, um, some well-meaning individuals who have missed the mark of what it means to support and be an ally or a friend to, um, Asian Americans during this time. Uh, and that's something that I think that, that we should, should chat about, um, but Nathan, round us out. How how are you feeling? How are you, how's your wife feeling? You uh, certainly are um, in the unique position between the three of us of having another Asian American spouse, um, you know, and Asian American kids, um, yeah. which and you of us live have, in California so. where there's and a you, lot yeah, more exactly. Asians so where a lot of these attacks are happening. Yeah. How are yeah. you? How is your family? Yeah. yeah no. I mean, we're here, we're here at home. We're doing pretty good. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I stay pretty calm most of the time because I, I mean, also I'm you have young busy. kids, so it's not like yeah. they're following Next Shark on their yeah, own exactly. Instagram. Yeah. My, my kids aren't, aren't <laughs> yeah. involved in the current events. Yeah. Uh, they are not on Reddit and uh, and MSNBC, but <laughs> they, you know, they they I think they realize what's 
the emotions are coming from Allison and I, so we we keep it pretty light. We you know we're not they're not old enough for us to talk about these situations yet. Um, but uh, Allison didn't even really hear too much about it because she's been working. This is her last week of work before we move, um, so we've discussed it a little bit and talked about it. But it's it's one of those things that we're trying to. Um, you know, do what research we can, and and we're we're saddened, and like you said, mad at first, sad second. I mean, we're we're both, and we we've read a few articles about it, we've seen the social media posts, and we've done as much research uh, about it and reading and as we can. Um, but again, we most of our time is is spent taking care of the kids, and so um, something that is you know definitely on my mind is, you know, is these events, you know, I'm in California and yeah, there, there's, you know, the grandmother in San Francisco who got attacked and fought back. Um, you know, there's, there's cases on subways. There's, there's lots of, you know, a father shot in, you know, with their son. And there's, there's a lot of things happening out here in California. Um, but there's also a lot of people out here too. And now that I'm getting ready to move from a more densely Asian populated area to a less Asian populated area, I'm very unsure. I'm uneasy. I'm anxious. I'm not really uh, uh, taking it all in. I think I know it's three weeks away, but there's, there's, there's definitely hesitancy on, on the outcome of the future as these, these crimes and on this hate increases. And so I'm just looking for ways of, you know, hope and of, of, uh, uh, you know, something that I posted on my Facebook yesterday was about kindness, and, and I'm hoping that there is some transition and that some people, you know, move toward that. And I'm happy to see that there is some progress and that celebrities are talking out about this and there is awareness. Um, so that that I am hopeful for. Yeah, I think um, kind of moving on to at least one thing that, that we want to discuss uh, or that I wanted to discuss is... Um, what response has there been, if any, um, from friends or loved ones or acquaintances or colleagues, uh, to each of us personally, um, and how that has helped or not helped. Um, so for me, just speaking first, I, um, I don't know. I wrote a whole song (laughs) about, about feeling like I'm falling apart. Um, one of the things that I anticipated and still made me really angry was somebody commented on the, one of my posts and said, I had no idea. Also, I love this song. Um, and I was like, of course you had no idea. Um, and like, not that my feelings are entirely wrapped up in current events, but, uh, they are uniquely linked to current events, you know? Um, so that, that was rough. Um, uh, for all of the reposting and and thinking and and whatever that I've been doing on my own Instagram account and things. Um, My one person sent me the article that, you know, said like he was just having a bad day uh, and just very jokingly was like, does that help? Like, does it, you know, and I was like, no, of course that doesn't freaking help. Um, And now is not the time for jokes. I, I have never been uh, more tempted to throw my phone in anger uh, in the past 48 hours than I have been for like the rest of my life, basically, uh, just because I've been, been so angry about it. Um, another person said, sent me a message and was just like, Hey, uh, I see you, I hear you, I value you, all those things. And I was just like, 
but you didn't even ask me how I was doing or like, like we're friends, but like you didn't say, how can I support you? Or I feel this with you or, you know, things like that. Um, I don't know. Just, just personally, I've had, um, so many instances of people getting really close to what I think would be helpful and just not, not hitting that mark. And, um, so for me, um, and this is, this is, you know, just for me, I think we all experience this grief and trauma differently and and different things are going to help us. But for me and for people who are like me, um, action really helps. Uh, and so like, instead of saying, uh, how are you doing? I mean, you can also say that, that I super appreciate that. Uh, but instead of saying, you know, how are you doing? Just, uh, you know, if you are not an Asian person, just be like, Hey, I donated to this thing or, um, you know, I just, am, I'm checking in with you and I, or like, you know, if you were my boss and being like, Hey, do you need me to push anything? Or can I take on some extra work? Because I realize that you might be having a hard time. Like something like that, uh, speaks way louder than, uh, just a comment or a message or whatever. Um, even sending me like, oh, you know what? Uh, we, this is the John Chi show. So if you want to send me, just like like order me food at some point and just be like, hey, thinking of you, uh, you know, that would be super helpful. Not just I thought like you were going to say send me an email to the John Chi show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really did think that's yeah. what you were going to say. <laughs> you can, I mean, yeah. Emails will can, make us happy. You can send me, send me send an email to johnchishow at justlikemedia.com. That, uh, that definitely is nice. But Actually, yeah, we, did I mean, get like, a, we did get an email from, from Jeff. Yeah. And that, um, was, that was very nice. Exactly. So like, I think like that, that was earlier this week or so. Yeah. Like I, I tweeted out, I was like, I care less about what you post and more about how many personal messages you have sent to a person checking in on them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that by the time you're hearing this, it will have been a week out from the events. It's not too late. It's not going to feel, I mean, like it, it literally never, it is better to be late than never, yep. you know, like sure. a week out, two weeks out, four weeks out, like, Hey, are you doing okay? I realize that now is a hard time for you. NBC Asian America shared a thing on their um, Instagram story that was like hate crimes in the past year, like from March 2020 to 2021, hmm. are up like a ridiculous amount. There were only almost, or there were 3,800 anti-Asian hate incidents, uh, yeah. mostly against women in the past year. And again, like we realize as the John Chi show, as the John Chi boys, there are no women on this podcast. And I think that like, like that's something that we acutely feel and, and our hearts are, are so broken for, uh, all of the Asian women, um, who, who deal with this, that, that, that the hypersexualization of East Asian women and Southeast Asian women especially is, is, is real. And there is so much about this. Like we are, are youngish, um, I'm not going to say young. It's like none of us are like 18, but, um, <laughs> youngish Asian men. I like men. the ish part for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, who who are gonna have to deal with this? You know, two and a half less times as mm -hmm. often as as female Asians. You know, and and that, um, yeah, that. So, anyways, end. I'm done speaking for this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go? Go well, for it. <laughs> if you want to, I yes, realize this I, is a podcast, but <laughs> also this is our time and your time. And if you're just like. Man, I can't say anything. Then and that's can, totally fine too. You can also speak about anything. Honestly, you can speak. Yeah, about you can just talk just, about grilled yeah, cheese. Talk. How like how your clubhouses have been going? Like you were <laughs> kind of saying. I mean the the 
I appreciate, group conversations. I appreciate, I appreciate you get navigating or guiding me towards the light a little bit. Because, KJ, when you were talking, I was getting a little emotional because I do want the bare minimum. I want bare minimum action. I mean, and bare minimum is better than nothing. I am going to write about this, I think, tomorrow. Um, and Or, I guess, tomorrow as in Saturday. But I'm just going to say it. I have not heard from one single person that I know that I have been friends with or... Even my parents since Tuesday, when they have been doing a great job during this time of, you know, trying to learn and to at least telling me and a denouncement of Asian hate. But since Tuesday and for everybody else this entire time, I've not heard a single thing from anyone. And I'm furious. I am. Uh, I just can't believe it. And that's why I talked about that before about growing up and I was only seen I was never seen as Asian and I'm that's that part of me has been completely erased in these people's minds and I'm so mad I am so mad and as much as I want to reach out and just say hey you know this stuff's going on uh that would be great it's not the it's not my burden to educate or to reach out to other people and just have them do the bare minimum and say, hey, I've seen what's going on in the news or what's going on. I saw what happened on Tuesday. How are you doing? Even saying, I don't care if you feel like you might offend me, offend me. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be happy that you messaged me. But I know that most of these people don't listen to this podcast. You know, are, I know most of them probably don't look at my posts or, or read what I'm writing anymore. And that's the thing about growing up. You grow away from your old friends. But for me, being someone who never accepted themselves as Asian until recently, I only, I don't have a hugely diverse group of friends. I have a lot of white friends still. And, you know, I've had a couple people repost uh, some of my stuff, which is great. And, you know, I reach out and thank them and then you get the messages back. But Man, I just cannot believe it. Not a single person. You know, and I, I've and what's been great about Clubhouse, Nathan, has been that you're, I appreciate you bringing that up because that has been a saving grace because I feel like I can sit in a room with people that I know and or that know me and get what I'm talking about and why I feel this way and why I'm so angry and... That's been really good. And I will shout out to my uh, partner as well, Emily. She has been really great throughout all of this because this has been, this whole thing has been tough for her too. Because on this journey for her, just like we, we've talked about, you know, other parts of our lives having to come out of their own fog uh, as we go out of it as well, you know, and then we have to have this conversation and we talk about it. And we don't all we don't have language usually or generally when we're starting and, and doing this and as we're developing it. They certainly don't because they've not ever thought about this either. And so she has been so patient and so, so willing to hold me accountable for for when I'm trying to when I'm really emotional and really, you know, lashing out or because I'm angry or because I'm scared. And, you know, she we had a conversation last night that was like that. You know, because I was talking about this because this has really made me very upset. And, you know, and she's just like, 
she's just like, well, why do you want, like, what do you want them to say? And that's like, I want them to do the bare minimum of just saying that what I said before. And then she brings up a good point that they just, they don't have the language to talk about it either. And, you know, I'm not really trying to call them out and cancel them out of my life. I'm just trying to hold people accountable that are my friends or who I feel like are my friends, you know, and if that's, if that's what that is, then that's what that is. But I mean, that has just been, that's been the hardest part over this past week. You know, I go from feeling really doing a lot of grieving for not just the community, but for these, the families of the, of the victims of the, uh, of Tuesday's massacre. And, you know, and then it's like, you hear a lot of self-care tips and, and wanting to do that and needing to do that. And we have to do that because you can lose yourself in this and, and the anger and the, and the despair. And I'm really trying not to do that. And clubhouse definitely helps with that. This helps with that. You guys help with that. You know, that I'm really grateful and thankful for that, but it is, it's been, it's been really tough. And, you know, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate Jerry. I appreciate the clubhouse crew that we've built. And I really appreciate Emily for just being here and willing to have the conversation, even though it's tough, tough for me and it's tough for her, you know, and we talk about supportive spouses and things like that. I just want to shout her out for, for being there for me right now. Yeah, that's, that's really great that she's helping you out and, being supportive. I, I, I got that feeling from, from the one time, the episode that we had with her on it. I, <laughs> I could tell though that, that, uh, that there was a lot of connection there and that she really, that you guys have a great relationship. So, um, and Sarah, of course, as well. I mean, we've, we, yeah, we've, we have uh, a great relationship with Sarah. We've talked with Sarah. Yeah. Stop talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like, about she's snacks, a social media though. manager, but come snacks, on. But, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel you, Patrick, on that because uh, I, I think there's a lot of people who feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteed that there's a lot of people out there who haven't been, um, who haven't been messaged, who haven't been uh, called by their parents or um, reached out to, and, and that doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that they don't want to do that. It doesn't mean that the parents or the friends and members do not want to reach out. I think. Uh, there may be reasons, and again, I, everyone has their reasons, but there may be reasons of, 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 like you said, not knowing what to say, not knowing how to bring it up, you know, how sensitive of right. a topic without, it like, is. Offense. Yeah, without, and offending, without yeah. offending, and yeah. and I wonder because my parents are very great about, um, you know, little things every once in a while, like you know, you you guys saw my parents donated to a um one of the associations in Washington, D.C. for anti, um, uh, for Asian American or anti-Asian American hate. Um, and all, all they did was send me a message about that. And and that was it. It was just a little quick message. And so I shared that because it was very meaningful. I mean, they, um, it was nice. Dude, that yeah, did. you shared that with us and it literally yeah. brought Patrick and I to tears. Yeah, yeah. it really did. So I mean, shout out to your parents. Yeah, 100%. It, it, it brought a tear to my eye as well. So, um, but, uh, those are the things that my parents do. It's like, it's, it's very, you know, they, they wouldn't normally call me and talk to me about my feelings. Um, the same thing when my mom's had feelings in the past about very emotional things, she doesn't want to talk about them. 
it's just, it's really hard to talk about really deep emotional conversations like that. Um, and that's just how some people process. Um, you know, I've kind of probably taken that same route over the years myself and, you know, with my wife, if there's anything really super emotional, it's, I'll push it under the rug for a really long time. Um, because I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be, you know, I'll, I'll cry at a movie in a heartbeat, but if I'm talking about a topic that, that may be a little more emotional, I, I, I probably would avoid it. And I, I, I don't know if it's just my defense mechanism. Um, and maybe I get that from my parents. I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm curious on how many of the people out there are just not reaching out to people because of that, because they're afraid, not because they don't care, but, um, because they don't know how to do it. And I think, uh, um, you know, I've, I'm hoping that uh, the more and more that they see the posts on online and the media and just start seeing that this is an issue and that it, it hasn't, isn't something that should be swept under the rug. It isn't something that people should be silent about um, and that they will start reaching out and that they will, um, you know, sometimes it just takes people a little while to process it because it was just Tuesday. Um, not everybody, there's probably people out there who haven't even read the news yet about about this current situation. So, um, so that's what I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, that's probably going to happen, but. Well, I do want to really, I just really quickly want to say that my parents have done a great job throughout all of this and reaching out. And what I said before was not an indictment of them, like in any way, like I love them less or whatever, you know, I don't want that to be misconstrued or taken out of context, but it is something that I do think about since Tuesday, because that's the worst mass shooting in uh, America during the pandemic. So it's like, that's, that's a thing. And it's a, it's clearly targeted Asian attack. And so that's why, that's why that makes me so emotional. And that's why I, mention my parents even in the same breath as you know the and with the with the anger that i would voice to the other people that i would hope reach out is only because of that and not an indictment of them in any other way i do i still love my parents they are wonderful people and they are trying i do i think that's the that's that's the difficult thing of being adopted in all of this is um i think that there are especially in my social circle um there are so many well-meaning folks who uh will call themselves colorblind uh and the reality of it is being colorblind isn't good enough because being colorblind literally ignores everything that we are going through because if you're colorblind and you don't see color then you don't understand why this is a racist attack you don't understand why the community is hurting you don't recognize that there is a community to be hurting you don't re- like there, are, there you don't recognize that that these stories aren't being told because if colorblind like if you're colorblind and people are just people then it doesn't matter you know if it's a black person getting shot for walking their dog outside in the broad daylight um you know or it doesn't matter if it's like a a a bunch of asian women getting shot at a spa or you know whatever or if it's a white person who gets shot for walking their dog or if it's a white person who is working at a at a spa or you know um all that stuff like because it's all just people but the reality of it is it's not just people like that this is a colored world like we live in a world full of color like our tvs are full of color our photos now are full of color and we take out the color like as an art choice not as a you know but we but we put the color in because it want we want it to be representative of real life like real life has color and it isn't it's not good enough to just be colorblind because like you just you then can't i think go the extra step of loving a person 
more fully or, or better and being fully aware of their struggles. You know, I just, I literally just journaled about, um, what is the kindest thing somebody has done for me? Uh, and, and immediately it was, uh, that my, my college roommate's dad always offered me his left hand as a handshake. Um, and he did it early enough that I didn't have to think about switching hands or whatever. I saw that I recognized it and could lead out and give him a left-handed handshake. And for the first time in my life, I felt both my handicap and normal. And like that is such a powerful thing. Right. And so like that, he, he never said anything. He didn't ask anything. He like, all it was was a handshake. Every interaction with him is a left-handed handshake. And it like, it honored me. It dignified me. It saw my hand didn't make a big deal out of it, just said, this is his normal and I'll meet him where he is at. You know what I mean? And and so like in the same way, like if we are seen as Asian and people see us as Asian, then it honors us by saying, hey, I see what's happening in your community and I... I feel with you. I'm here with you. I've donated for you. Or like, if you're a friend and like, like, you know me and you know that my favorite snack is Doritos or Cheez-Its <laughs> or like, you just want to, you know, whatever, like, cool like, <laughs> okay, get out of here, bro. Uh, <laughs> like one of the, one of the best things, um, that my parents did for me and Sarah was they bought us like a, a big old care package, um, full of things. And they said, Hey, we get that we can't be with you, um, but we love sharing meals together. And so we just, here is a thing that like you will enjoy that is from us. Um, and like, if I had gotten, if I, I'm, I might still get that, I don't know, but, um, like for people to, to send us things like that, like that is a means, you know, just like you said, Nathan, it's not like, I'm not necessarily one to talk about my feelings and my parents, although I'm certainly, I'm not, I won't shy away from it. Like I did find myself ugly crying in front of my mom <laughs> one morning. Uh, but like, you know, like however you show love, you know, um, whether it's acts of service, whether it's finding out a way to do physical touch i'm sure that there is a way you know um quality time how however um like those things are possible and like like go making a, a person that you care about feel uniquely seen is so much better um than just saying hey how are you doing and saying hey how are you doing is so much better than silence you know hopefully to anyone listening out there who's thinking hey Maybe I should reach out to some people, some people that I know, some Asians, some friends, some sisters, brothers. Do it. Don't you know? Don't think about it. Just do it. Um, you know, it's uh, something too that you kind of mentioned on KJ that uh, I saw a quote on uh, Miss Kaylin Brown. You guys probably know what I'm yeah. thinking about, but it was a very meaningful statement, and it says to my fellow AAPI transracial adoptees. It is hard to process violence against people who look like us when the perpetrator of the violence looks like our family. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, that's very true. It's a very, I think, an interesting viewpoint from our transracial adoptee community that we're all looking at it that way, I think. Well, and I think it's, you know, three weeks ago when we were, when we had the first of these episodes, uh, we were all just like, golly, this is crazy. Um, and these people look like us. And so we were wrestling, like that was, um, arguably our first experience, um, certainly as a show, uh, with dealing with this kind of systemic racism and, 
anti-Asian sentiment and in, in a way that played out in violence, in death, in, in all of those things. Um, and uh, it's been really wonderful for me to have Sarah, um, who uh, has been on this journey with me to bounce off of these ideas and, and dealing with the new nuance uh, and the extra, or I guess the less familiar nuance of anti-Asian racism, you know, anti-East Asian racism, uh, because, you know, anti-Black racism is very familiar to us as Americans, you know, um, and I think that that uh, will always be the most familiar version of racism that Americans wrestle with. Uh, but that is not the only racism that we have to wrestle with. And so um, just to, to have her um, alongside me with a journey and I would assume vice versa uh, and, and trying to figure out like for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in an interracial marriage. And like, that, like, I feel that that weight of like oh that we we are now uh an interracial couple where previously like people would just say that and i was like yeah cool whatever in the same way that i think all adoptees all transracial adoptees probably checked the box asian and like just didn't think anything of it but like like now it is playing out and we are living into those realities and we're just like i, I mean i am just floundering i'm like i what do i do what what you know um and I'm I'm really grateful that that we have that. But yeah, that that point of people who are dying look like us, and the people doing the killing are people that we feel like are people that are you know look like our family people. That yeah, so and that's that's a real brain fog, you know. Um, yeah, I know we we have a lot of. I mean, not to talk about the current events, but what in addition to that, what can we do, and what have you guys seen? um out there that people are doing not just for the you know for individuals like ourselves or or friends and family but what are people doing for the community um i know i've seen a lot of hashtags uh you know stop aapi hate you know we are not a virus um stop asian hate I and mean, what what other things are you guys seeing and hearing about i guess specifically in light of what happened on tuesday um Asian Americans Advancing Justice, uh, the Atlanta branch, and also the Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. Um, they, <clears throat> or the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum, um, both branches have been doing things both on the ground in Atlanta for the families and um, pushing, <clears throat> excuse me, for other things, including accountability. Um, I signed on with a statement earlier that went to Biden uh, in the administration, um, demanding action. There's also, if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, the very first thing is, uh, the Asian Americans advancing justice community statement. Um, and that's another official statement that you can sign on to, uh, in condemnation of this. Um, really a lot of it has been donation. Um, I just want to highlight one of the victims, um, Hyun Jun Kim's, uh, son started a GoFundMe and wrote a really, really heartfelt uh, message on uh, Instagram that made me cry. Um, and that one has already raised over a million dollars. Um, and it was set for 30000 because it's him and his younger brother. And they have to not only pay for all of that stuff for her uh, to lay her to rest, but, you know, they got to live and they got to make money now because she was providing for both of them. Um, so... 
I think is you're gonna you're gonna start seeing a lot more of these funds for the families come out. I would say first, if you can give uh, or at least can share those links, uh, please do. Um, I think that is really important, uh, especially in this time of centering these the victims' families uh, as they kind of recoup and try and process and move forward. You know, I can't imagine trying to do that. It would be terrible. Um, and the uh, other thing was, oh, um, I have all of these links in the link in my bio, the link tree. Um, there is a community resource guide for the for Asians or Asian Americans in Atlanta right now um, that was put together by uh, the Asian Americans Advancing Justice Branch. So um, please go to that because it's also a running document where you can add resources that if you provide something or if you have some service that you can offer, uh, you can get connected with them and partner with them to do that. So uh, specifically, I mean, I know you talked about, I know you said not for specifically the current events, but those are the ones that are just top of mind for me right now, just because I think I want to, I don't know. I just really, yeah. So. Oh no, I meant, I, no, I did want to, Oh, talk about okay. the current events. Gotcha. I didn't want to talk about oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. more additional information. <laughs> yeah. Just the ways we can help, I think, sure. is, is specifically what I, I feel. I mean, just for the for that current event, for any sure, you know, AAPI hate that's happening right there. I mean, my, I you know donated to uh, you know stop org. and so um, you know that that was that's a. Um, a website too that you can go to and get some information on but oh yeah actually that's a good plug i want to follow up on that and say if you are a victim or witness a hate crime that's where we're getting these statistics because mm -hmm. they have a centralized place that's not connected to the government where you can go and report these crimes and they will vet through and they will be part of the data set that we need to see who all of these things are happening to where and when they're happening um, so that is also very important. Thank you for bringing that up, Nathan. Sure. I mean, you, your statistics that you posted on uh, your Instagram was very helpful too. I mean, those those were some statistics I didn't even know about. I mean, I'd heard about the the huge percentage of increase uh, uh, of hate crimes in New York, but across the country it was it was lower. So across the country it's about one hundred and fifty percent. But yeah, um, just Which seeing so some of those ridiculous. numbers, <laughs> who they were from, a majority were you know Chinese. The next highest was actually Korean. You know, things like that. It's uh, I, you know, I don't think it's just, there's a lot of information in there that people need to see, I think. And th that was very helpful. So thank you for posting this. Um, action steps for me. Uh, I recently started therapy with betterhelp.com because of another podcast. We, uh, we don't have a partnership with them yet. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, wait, did we, are you about to do a low key plug? Of no, that'd be, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, but, but one of the things about BetterHelp is if you sign up, you know, you like, you then get an affiliate link and then you can uh, share it with a friend and you each get mm. a free week or you can like donate, you know, two free weeks to a friend or whatever. Um, so I would just say if you need therapy, um, like, or if you're like, Hey, you know what? Like, if you're talking with someone and like, I'm thinking about doing this, like use that person's affiliate link. Yeah, Even if you right. don't need it themselves, just be like, Hey, you know, like if, like I will sign up for a, a free session just so that you get another free week. You know right. what I mean? Like, because even, you know, even if better help is cheaper than traditional therapy, it's still expensive. Like it's still, yeah. still a cost that you may not necessarily pay, be able to pay for because obviously a lot of health insurances don't necessarily cover that and, and all that stuff. Uh, but mental health really matters. And like, Especially, you know, obviously it's it's difficult for adoptees, it's difficult for Asian Americans, it's difficult for human beings. Um, and so I think giving the gift of therapy at basically no cost to you um, is a is a way that that, that could help. Um, I will also say donating um, two things, um, all the things that Patrick listed, 
honestly, for me, even if you only, you know, like, you know how uh, things like Wikipedia would be like, if everybody just donated $17, we could keep this going for, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, my thing is, donate the five bucks. Like, because realistically, until, you know, until the earth explodes or or Jesus comes back or whatever, like, this stuff will continue to happen. So if you donate $5 every time this happens, you know, every time a, um, a Trayvon Martin or a Breonna Taylor or a George Floyd or, like, uh, Vicha Rotana Pakdi or, you know, whatever, like... Every time this happens, if you donate $5, like that adds up over the course of your life. Um, and I wouldn't feel bad. Like you may not, you literally may not be able to give $3,000 or $100 or $5 even, even if it's, you know, a buck 50, you know, like, but being able to do that repeated action regularly, I think is so, so powerful. Um, so like, do that or if you're listening to this and it's been a week since all of this has happened um and you know someone who is even like a friend of a friend and you've only hung out with them a couple of times but they're asian american send them a message just be like hey i know that it's been a while but also grief has its own cycle and timeline and it's never the same for anyone even if it's the second or fourth or twelfth time that they're experiencing it just reach out to them be like hey i know this is weird uh you know we're not that close of friends but are you doing okay? Can, is there anything that I can do? Uh, get over yourself for the weirdness and and check in with someone. Uh, those are my my. Oh, I have one one other action step. This one's really easy um, and and really fun. Uh, <laughs> Nathan cooked up a uh, Korean American fusion recipe um, <laughs> that is in the cutest coloring book. Uh, it's a recipe book by Tiger Boom Creative. You can download it. There's a link in our bio, the Janchi Show bio. Um, it's it's five dollars it's a just a printable um recipe book um and if you're like me i love coloring um doesn't matter how old i am i will always love coloring um but all the proceeds of that will go to uh different foundations um i think it's asian american foundation stop aapi hate there's uh, mm-hmm. one other one in there um so all the proceeds go to that um so there you know there's a five dollar thing that's just like He's a cute ass coloring book, um, you know, and and some recipes and that recipes. I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a that's a just a light fun thing by Tiger Boom Creative, um, who is using her powers for good. And yeah, if you know any other people, I mean, if if you don't want to donate to an organization or you know you're not sure about which one to donate to, but you know somebody who's who's maybe needing a little help or something, send them five bucks. Send them a Starbucks card. Yeah, no. send Patrick five bucks and be yeah. like, hey, man, Every- I like your Instagram content. Here's five bucks. We're going to start a buy me a coffee for just for Patrick. And everyone <laughs> send me, him if you send coffee. me five bucks, I will donate it uh, to a charity. So I will throw that out there. If you send me five dollars, I will do that. But not um, if he sends you six dollars. If he sends him six dollars, he's keeping that six dollars. Going right in my pocket. But five. <laughs> <laughs> if you send him four, who knows where it's going to go? <laughs> um, I do want to plug one other thing. Um, Slightly, it's kind of related, but it's just, it's just, you gotta watch it. Uh, Minari, Minari, uh, is out on stream for rent. Uh, so it's $20, which I was really surprised by, but actually I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm going to give them 20 bucks because this movie's great Mm -hmm. and we got to keep supporting it. I mean, it's already gotten the nominations. Best picture, I believe, uh, Stephen Yun. Um, shout out to Steven Yun uh, for best actor Riz Ahmed as well. Um, 
everybody uh, involved in those movies and all of the like, Chloe Zhao uh, for getting uh, nominated for best director as well. Um, you know, what do do those things too? If it's if you if it's not if you're still suspending, uh, you know, going and, and engaging in a ways any any of the ways that we've talked about here, then dive in in the entertainment. You know, a lot of people eat Asian food uh, and take in Asian customs and culture. That's what America does. It appropriates culture. And because it's supposed to be a fusion, it's supposed to be a blend. We're supposed to be adding all of our cultures together. But for some reason, we like to take each other's cultures and then wear them around like we... we uh, some we reason being capitalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For some reason, capitalism mostly and also colonialism. That's a great point. Yeah. But... <laughs> Just support, just support those artists, and I think you, I think some of you were saying it uh, about local businesses. I mean, that's another way that you can do that. Uh, I'm bad at that. I need to be better, and I'm making. I want to make a conscious effort to do that. Um, and then I guess just locally, for this is for our Asian adoptee listeners. Um, I will say that this. We were talk- we've talked a lot about not feeling comfortable in Asian spaces, particularly. I don't know about you, Nathan, because you were did a lot with collaboration. You know, you've had a- more experiences, which is great. You know, I, w- I want those. I want those. So if you can give them to me, that'd be awesome. Um, give me but- your experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah give me you have life. to move to California. You, can- you want to trade, um, you can have my house. Put them into your s- pool of memories, and I'll just <laughs> dive my face into them. I don't remember what that's actually called in Harry Potter, but But I will say, um, as you're moving along in your journey... You know, it really sucks to say that tragedy like this can bring us closer to those things. But for me, it has. And in the past week, I have stood on more uh, AAPI stages in the, in Clubhouse, those bigger rooms, and spoke. And been able to not only speak, but speak confidently and feel confident. And for the first time this week, feeling, on because of tragedy, feeling very connected to Asian culture and the Asian community. And I know that we're all, I not, I don't know. I don't know if we're all looking for that. Some people aren't, you know, at some point, some people don't want to, and that's fine. That's okay. But if you are wanting to do that, I promise you that it's something that can happen for yourself. If that's the route you go and whether it's tragedy or whether it's just asking questions about how to engage and how to broach those spaces, you know, don't, you can do it that's all i want to say you can do that and if you do need help i am happy to sit here uh and hold space with you i am my name is patrick and i am done speaking clubhouse nice <laughs> yeah accessibility well uh, they're ha- there i've been i've heard some uh android users on there now so nice. it's rolling out it's rolling out yeah i knew that they were beta testing it but yeah that's all i got guys Great. Well, in, in, the, <laughs> Great. in the light of like I said, this week's events, we're we're not uh, we're not no, going to yeah. do a food portion. So we're um, and I'm I'm not even going to plug my personal IGs. Just you know, reach out to the people that you need to. Reach out to the the organizations that are out there to help. Um, you know, and let's let's stop Asian hate. Yeah, all of our information is in a, our very long show notes, so you can read through those. All of the resources that we just talked about, we'll be sure to link those in our show notes. Um, I'm going to end on a song uh, instead of our normal closing song. I'm going to end on on this one. Um, 
It's by Carmen and Lizzie, uh, who uh, Carmen is a close personal friend of mine. Um, and we sang this song together in in college. It's called Hard Times, Come Again No More. Uh, it's an American tune by Stephen Foster. It was written back in uh, 1854, which, in case you didn't know, that is uh, basically as long as Asian Americans... Well, as long as there have been Asians in America, that is how old this song is. Um, so, like, we trace our history back that far. This song uh, goes back to the same time. Um, honestly, probably Asians were there before the song. Um, like, we are American, uh, and this song is American, and so it feels right uh, to, to end here, um, take a moment and breathe, uh, feel your way through this moment. Here is hard times come again, no more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we a song that will linger forever in our ears Oh, hard times come again no more Tis the song the sigh of the weary Hard times are Troubled wave, tis away.